0: This is Raspberry Lemonade, the Arnold Palmer of Podcasts, a refreshing dive into the stories of industry professionals, both sweet and sour. And now, your host, Mr. Levi.
1: We're back for the second episode here, catching up with uh, Mr. Levi on Raspberry Lemonade Podcast. I'm Nick Van. Levi, how have you been?
0: Dude, I feel great today. Okay. I went to the gym.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I did a, what was it, like a 14-minute mile, <laughs> which, I mean, considering I hadn't ran that much in such a long time, I'm actually pretty proud of that.
1: I can hear your muscles growing through your voice right now. <laughs> As Thanks. you speak, I can hear the muscle tear and, re- and recuperation, so
0: <laughs> Thank you. How about you? How are you feeling today?
1: I'm I'm feeling good. I'm kind of over this heat. I know everybody complains about it, and I complain about people complaining about it. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think it's high time we start seeing some, some cloudier days. Aside from that, I mean, couldn't ask for more, more perfect days. The days are nice and long, and... California offers so much.
0: Oh, definitely. It's a good day for the beach maybe. Or, I mean, you have oh. the lagoon around the, the corner for you in Long Beach. Oh, you know how it is. Yeah. But That's hey, cool.
1: you got a car and you can go hit the beach whenever you want to, man. This is, the world is your oyster in California.
0: Although, like in the past couple, maybe in like the last year, I want to say, it, for whatever reason, I'm not as interested in going to the beach anymore. I like going to the mountains now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Just like you know, the air is cleaner because of all the trees. It's a little cooler because you got the natural natural shade from the trees. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I get it. Yeah. It's
1: that misty forest air that just it hits just right. I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then if you get a little breeze, it's just it's beautiful, you know.
1: Wow. More if you have a waterfall as your destination. I mean, geez.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you know of any hikes that have waterfalls, I mean, no, i I've heard of a few, but I. I haven't really had the chance to go to any of them. And I know you're going to have to go during certain seasons, too, or times of the year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I know of some, too, but same thing. I mean, I've never hiked long enough to get there. I like short hikes. Long hikes is kind of like, you know, hard pass. Oh, yeah.
0: I've done a long hike. Well, I've done what was supposedly a short hike, according to my friend that had invited me. And it felt like a long hike, (laughs) bro.
1: Yeah, a short hike to long hikers is like six miles. They're like, no worries, man. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal.
0: And and it's like, like, this is
1: kind of a big deal.
0: A little bit, yeah. For me, a short hike, I'm like, if I start to sweat, it's already too long.
1: <laughs> yeah, once you start beating, you're like, all right, that's good.
0: Mm-hmm. For me,
1: it's like like you're, you're describing a foresty trail, and I'm all for it. I'll hike a million miles like that. But when it's like in some dry riverbed or some canyon, it's like, nope. There's no force on Earth or Heaven that could make me do that. <laughs> You know, at night, yeah, definitely, because you can hear like rattlesnakes in the distance. It's it's cool and scary at the same time. But yeah. in the daytime, when the sun is just beaming down on you, okay,
0: yeah, you know, hard pass. Yeah. That's a no hard for me dog.
1: <laughs> That's a no for me, dog. Okay, <laughs> Levi.
0: Let's so, get let's get down to the to the dirty, dirty. I mean, the good business.
1: Let's get to it. <laughs> so um it's been like six weeks since we've actually done this, which is crazy because that just lets you know how how fast time flies i want to know you know you you're just you were just getting your 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 feet wet kind of getting acquainted with uh mastermind groups uh with uh, different uh i guess you'd call them seminars you know of, of, of real estate people uh, how do you see your growth from six weeks ago in comparison to now
0: i'd say it has been i wouldn't say exponential but compared to six weeks ago it has definitely been a significant has been a significant jump okay. uh, just overall like bef- I Well, maybe I'm comparing myself more to like last year, really like the past okay. year. If I compare myself to Levi from August of last year. Like he, he definitely still had a lot of emotional growth to do uh, kind of like mindset wise as well. Like I kind of already knew what a good mindset would be, but I was still kind of practicing like uh, exercising that type of better mindset I got it. um yeah so overall and especially in the past six weeks like since that that mastermind uh in vegas it, it's been a steady progression it's been uh, for sure mostly going uphill there have been a couple setbacks uh but uh I am more knowledgeable now for sure, especially when it comes to the all the real estate lingo and things like that. Still got a few things that I don't quite grasp or maybe don't quite know yet. Um, especially like on the legal side of things. Like I had no idea just how much legal jumbo is involved in real estate. I literally thought it was just like a contract and, and that was it. You know, two people sign off and, and there's much <laughs> much more that goes into it. A mentor of mine was saying how Like when it comes to real estate, it's pretty simple, but it's not always easy. And I I, I can definitely resonate with that because it's the concept itself. Like even kind of like all the the pieces to a deal or the pieces to acquiring a property. Like it's it's not rocket science per se, but it's a lot of little details. And and if you're not careful and if you're not knowledgeable for sure and. Especially if you don't have someone to kind of go to and be like, well, hey, am I missing anything? Then you can get in trouble really quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like you said, the concept's easy in, in so many ways. It's like a fixer-upper situation, buy a decrepit house, fix it up, sell it for a profit. Simple as that, right? Getting mm-hmm. rental properties, buy a, a multifamily or, or a single family, permit it as a multifamily, and then you know you've got a bit of a – of a rent roll situation, there simple as that. I mean, right. everything sounds simple when you put it in those terms, but like you said, when you get to the legal stuff, that's where it gets scary. And a lot of a lot of real estate um, entrepreneurs, I guess you could say, uh-huh. um, they they don't do that all the time, especially before YouTube, before Instagram's Reels and and you know TikTok. There wasn't a lot of influ influencers out there that. Uh, actually took the time to kind of make those like short videos that kind of sparked your interest or, or gave you shortcuts or, or hacks into real yeah. estate. It was more uh, privileged information for a chosen or privileged few that wanted to keep like a, a, a control or a chokehold on the industry. And you, as a prospective real estate investor, had to go through all the growing pains, all the humiliations, the, the, the difficulties to get to that point of, like, I'm now a knowledgeable real uh, real estate investor after getting burned on six six houses but being successful in two.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and actually just kind of talking with a few of the people who are part of the program that I'm in, shout-out to Future Flipper. Uh, not too long ago, maybe a decade ago, like, there was, a, I mean, this, this concept of flipping houses and wholesaling and all that stuff, all this stuff. Yeah. It's not new. Like, it's been around for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been around since real estate's been around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, the concept itself, even if it wasn't necessarily called, you know, flipping or whatever, right? But like you said, up until not too long ago, maybe half a decade or so, maybe, let's just say a decade, a lot of people didn't know how to really get into this, we'll call it game, because... Like you said, it was very privileged information. There was a lot of like scarcity mindset. I think that's what it was. Like people thought, like if me, if I had been in the game for like 10, 15 years, like I thought that if I would bring someone under my wing that basically just take what I would teach them and turn around and now they were my competition, right? Which makes sense. And to a certain extent, yes, that's kind of the case because everyone's trying to get a piece of the pie, but there was a shift. And especially within this group, which is what what I really appreciated, it's a it's an abundance mindset. Like there's enough, there's more than enough deals out there for everyone to 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 you know to stay busy and, and to make a profit. You
1: know what, Levi? You just you just sparked my interest with what you just said. So you're talking about scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset, right? Yeah. We live in California. You follow Ryan Pineda, and mm-hmm. you know the real. Well, he he uploaded a reel not so long ago about. Living in California is expensive. There's a hack to getting into real estate in California, right? If you live in LA, Orange County, cetera, or San Diego County. Scarcity mindset is that. Before it was like, no, I I'm not gonna teach Levi how to how to flip houses in, in Los Angeles, like because then I'm gonna run out of houses or something, or it's gonna get more expensive to find another house and make a profit on that one, right? Right. But but now, Levi, let me tell you this: how is your mindset on creating abundance because there's a difference to there being an abundance mindset as in you knowing that there's an opportunity out there somewhere too yeah. whereas now you're associating with people or maybe you yourself have gone through those mental exercises of no even if there is a scarcity right there is a recession there is inflation mm-hmm. as a business owner on my end i've gone through two recessions so far it's not fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two recessions a pandemic that almost did us in and now you know russia's knocking at our door All those things are happening, right? But where do you see the progress on your mindset where it's like even if there was a shortage, even if there is a recession going on, even if houses are less abundant in my price range, how do you see your mindset change from thinking about those things and just taking steps back out of fear and now saying, you know what? If there's no abundance, I'm going to create it. I'll make the opportunities. Because you can't be an opportunist if all you're doing is waiting for the opportunity to arise and preparing okay. yourself. That's a good way to think, because that's how people with four hundred and one k's retire with a million or two million dollars in the bank. Congratulations, that's awesome. Yeah. But how do you go from that? Play it safe and just keep it slow and steady wins the race, which is fine. To no, there's there's more out there. there there's a there, there's a more there's a way to create more opportunities for myself. That, that separates the person that retires with a million or two million in their pension or 401k or Roth IRA to mm-hmm. a person that retires with 600 units <laughs> yeah. making $120,000 a week. There's a big difference to, to those two people. How do you see if you have that mindset now, how do you see the trajectory from not having it to now probably developing it? what what were the struggles on your end for that it's a very important thing to me for me to see on your end
0: yeah no i i totally agree uh it's a short answer i mean the difference is night and day because before it was kind of like accepting my defeat you know <laughs> kind of like oh well oh well i guess not and that's that and just yeah. kind of go about my life kind of living it the same way but now with that sh- mindset shift i think it's really It's helped in a lot of ways because it's, it's, I'm sure you've heard this phrase too. And I've heard it a lot lately where the way you want to look at life, it's like life is happening for you and not like to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, there are circumstances out sometimes out of your reach or out of your control, but instead of taking that victim mentality and it's like, oh, it's always me or, you know, I can't catch a break or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) kind of you know like that type of thinking instead of doing that it's like no well okay well this happened firstly acknowledge if you know if it wasn't if it wasn't in your control like acknowledge that like well it wasn't in my control but what can I do about it like how can I pivot how can I make this work and I think that's that's part of that mindset change because that's really the difference between a winner and a loser because if you think in like sports terms like I mean, I'm a big fan of soccer. I know you are. And you know, you've played in the past, and
1: I'm terrible at it. For anyone listening, so <laughs> invite me to your game. You'll no,
0: lose, bro. You play some good defense. Don't don't sell <laughs> yourself short. But like in soccer, as an example, the team that wins really at the end is the one that was able to adapt the best to the mm-hmm. to the game to that specific match. Because like we'll put a, an example of of Barcelona versus Real Madrid, right? Yeah. Every time that they play. I mean, aside from the fact that they have that context of, like, being rivals for years and years, even if during the whole season Barcelona was, like, playing super whack and they couldn't, for whatever reason, be good or whatever, (laughs) when it comes to playing Real Madrid, oh, you better believe they're going to bring their A game. Like, no matter what, they're going to play probably better than they have all year. As an example, you know, I, I honestly haven't kept up with them this year, but just as an example, so
1: from what you remember
0: sure yeah yeah exactly so kind of the same way how are you taking every day like are you confronting it with that attitude like no matter what happens today I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna make it work I'm gonna conquer today yeah and if it's a longer project how are you gonna confront it as well or like how are you gonna approach it because if you're Kind of like, oh my gosh, like I'm so scared. Like I've never done this. Like, what if I mess up? What if this? What if that? Or like, oh, but excuses. Oh, but you know, whatever. Like I'm, I get anxious or like I didn't sleep, couldn't really sleep last night. And these things happen, you know. And again, going right to the same thing, like sometimes it's just out of your control. Don't concentrate on that. That's not going to help you get anywhere. That's not going to help you achieve your goal. It's not going to help you have a good day. Not going to help you in any way. Sure. It's okay to feel these things because that's normal. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to not feel upset or to not feel bad or sad or maybe even guilty sometimes for things that you decided to do and don't work out well. But if you concentrate on that all day, you're, you're not going to have a good day. And if you continue yeah. to think that way, you're not going to have a good week, a good month, a good year. So going back to the abundance mindset, even if there isn't actually a lot of options out there, for you maybe think about how you can make the options appear or create an option actually make it happen like literally maybe out of nothing like there's always opportunity and you want to be preparing for that opportunity when it comes up or when you have the, the ability or opportunity to create that for yourself.
1: Yeah, I love what you're saying because last episode when we talked about or just had an accountability check-in, we mentioned how we were brought up. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even culturally. Sometimes it's more just a, a mental thing. A lot of us, I've got a few people in the industry that I've met that aren't contractors, right? Yeah. And I ask them, you know, like, hey, what happened? Like, you're, you're like the best at this, you're the best at that. What, what's going on? And they'll tell me, oh, it's because you know what? I tried it with my father-in-law or I tried it with my brother 20 something years ago but the and business I, end of things stresses me out uh, yeah or they'll be like dealing with other people it stresses me out yeah crunching numbers figuring out profit and loss it stresses me out right and it's like i get it like trust me i cannot put a, a label on what's more dire and, and less dire of a situation or, or of a trauma on on why people feel a certain way about certain business aspects because everybody's gone through something completely different. You've gone through stuff on, your, on in your life. Like on, on my end, I have to deal with people on a daily basis. I could be having the worst day ever. But if I've got to go and close a deal, I've got to be there. I've got to be present. I've got to be well-dressed. I've got to be, like you said, on my A game. I've got to be Real Madrid against <laughs> Barcelona or vice versa. I've got to bring my A game. It doesn't matter, like you said, if I've had a horrible season. All of August has been extremely difficult for us. September's not looking any better just because might have bitten off a little more than I could chew this summer. Yeah. And not in a bad way, but it's just like those things take a, a mental and emotional toll on you. But you cannot let that or you cannot bring that to your next client meeting. You exactly. can't show up to a client meeting and, and look desperate or look exasperated or look depressed because one job, big or small, isn't going your way you've got to keep going. Mm-hmm. So on your end, do you honestly feel that maturity? Do you, do you think that maybe if you had gotten started on real estate four years ago on a whim, you wouldn't have been able to handle that because those factors would have stressed you out to the point to where like these, like these guys that I've met in the industry, they gave it a try, but they feel it just stresses them out too much.
0: Oh, for sure, man. I think as much as I would have loved to start earlier, I don't think I was in the, in the right place at the time. I started, for example, four years ago, let's see four Mm -hmm. years ago, I was 23. Nah, dude, (laughs) at 23, (laughs) I just wasn't there yet. I was definitely not there yet. I probably would have done what what you're saying these guys do, where it's just kind of gave it a shot. And if it didn't work out after like a couple months and I would have been like, oh, well, I gave it a shot, you know, and that was it. Yeah. And I realize now that no, like that's not how life works or that's not how kind of goals work. Oh shoot! Yeah, and,
1: and and to anybody that's listening, I mean, if if you don't know Levi personally, he's probably one of the most outgoing people that I know. I mean, if anything, I was pretty cantankerous, nineteen year old when I met him, and he kind of helped bring that out in me, where I could feel comfortable approaching people that I didn't know and kind of getting more acquainted with complete strangers. So. Levi was actually the one that kind of pushed me off the edge in a good way and got me into approaching complete strangers with a smile and a good attitude. And I was the one that was throwing myself into the business world at the time. Yeah. Levi, now we're talking up to seven or eight years later, Levi, or nine years later, Levi. And oh God, it's, take, yeah. <laughs> it's taken you the latter part of a decade to finally feel comfortable getting into the entrepreneurship lifestyle right or mindset so to anybody that's listening if you're a shy person if you're a little reserved don't feel people's comments about oh you know what like you're not trying hard enough it's not about that if anything we want this to kind of be a podcast episode where everybody knows that these things are hard i was not the most social person as a in my late teens Mm. levi helped me be a social person in my late teens but even then levi didn't make the leap and didn't feel like he had the maturity to get into the business world until way way later (laughs) yeah so anybody that's that's got shy qualities reserve qualities it's okay maybe it's not your time to shine but what did you do levi how did you start preparing yourself to be that business person
0: it really just came down to kind of two things education and affirmations okay because let's,
1: let's, let's get started on it on affirmations because i think we touched a little bit on education on the yeah. last episode but yeah. what affirmations how did you how did you develop this better more improved uh, fearlessness
0: kind of like i guess we all know this right but we don't really take it to heart and use it to our advantage that whatever we tell my or whatever we tell ourselves or kind of think about the most that's what ends up being our truth or our reality so for a long time I did not have good thoughts about myself. I mean, I still struggle with negative thoughts about myself from time to time. But I wasn't doing anything to try to like counteract it. Like I wasn't telling myself the opposite. Like if I, if in my head I heard, Nah, Levi, you're not good enough, or like, oh, see, you messed up again, or etc. Like I hadn't really practiced or trained myself yet to be like, No, like that's not. That's not how you treat yourself, you know. Like you don't, you gotta treat yourself better. You gotta love yourself more. Yeah. Or you know, like it's okay. It's okay if you messed up, but like, what are you gonna do about it now? Kind of move, move on type of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Or the whole you're not good enough. Like, where's that really coming from? Is that really coming from from you, Levi? Or did you hear it somewhere once? Or is that kind of like the environment that you've been around? Or have you been under the influence of someone or something that's making you think that? Because if if I really wasn't worth anything, I'd be dirt. I wouldn't be a human. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, yeah. So yeah. and uh, Okay, but you're talking about getting away from the things that make you feel that way. We don't have to get into detail. We don't have to call anybody out. But were there maybe people in your life at a, for the greater part of your 20s that maybe – had you feeling that way directly or indirectly because bullies exist at any point of life it's not just grade school stuff
0: oh for sure yeah there was uh and i think the hardest part is when it's some it's coming from someone that you look up to mm-hmm. um there was someone who i looked up to and yeah uh, <laughs> it's a little hard to talk about but yeah someone someone that i looked up to that didn't really show that they believed in me or yeah. kind of kind of belittled my
1: aspirations
0: yeah aspirations but also just me as a person just like my quirkiness my my personality things like that i honestly don't don't know why i never really cared or bothered to understand why the conclusion that i came to after a while was that they have their own pain and issues that they have to work through and they were just projecting that on me right yeah Mm -hmm. so Kind of distancing myself because I, I haven't completely cut off communication from with anyone you know i don't like doing that i don't like treating people or possibly making them feel like they're dead to me like i don't i don't do that that's just not me But definitely distance myself in the sense that maybe we don't hang out anymore you know kind of just check up on them here and there or you know if they want to check up on me like the door is always open for communication and and, and stuff like that but once I started to see that I had to change the way I think about myself, I have to change the th- the way that I kind of see what I'm going through, Yeah. if I don't have a team or support team or support group, whatever you want to call it, that's going to help me change that in a positive way, they're not really doing me any service. And that may come off as a bit selfish, but really, at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself because nobody else will.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how are you preparing yourself for that kind of, uh, not influence, but that, that kind of negative presence in your life, even now that you're, that you're a little braver, you're more outgoing in, in terms of uh, as a business person, how, do you, how are you prepared to deal with that now until basically forever? Because that's not going away. That's never going to go yeah. away. You know, yeah. and I, not to be mean or not to be like the uh, drill sergeant that, that, that kicks you when you're already down, but, you know, <laughs> Newsflash Levi, those people are never going to leave your life. You know, even if that person's not cut off,
0: Uh
1: there will be another person that arises that'll make sure that whenever you share some kind of dream, it's always going to be not you.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand
1: anybody else, anybody doing Instagram reels about this or interviewing people on on TikTok, but
0: you? You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Yeah,
1: exactly. How are you ready to combat that in life? Because it's not going to get any easier.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree, and I've already gotten a bit of a negative uh, response from some people that I, I didn't expect it from, um, which sucks, but, you know, you you just kind of, I don't know, for me anyways, it's been firstly getting over the fear of failing, mm-hmm. kind of being okay with, like, I had never, I don't consider myself an influencer yet, and I hope I never do, but that's kind of the vibe that I've been giving off, right? Especially with being more consistent on Instagram and, and sharing value, hopefully, with people. Like, that's what I consider an influencer, yeah. which is what I've been doing. But with that, I was very aware going into that, that at some point, either one or a few individuals, or maybe even everyone that followed me already, because all I really did with my Instagram was kind of converted from a personal account to a public account. So I was kind of leaving myself open to judgment and criticism from the people that I already know, Yeah. Uh, which I actually, in the beginning, I hesitated a little bit. I kind of wanted to just start a completely new account from scratch, but I figured, you know what, these people, like they already know me, chances are they're going to find out anyway, at some point that I'm doing this thing now, yes. might as well get it out of the way. So how do I prepare for it? I mean there's no real way way to prepare for it. You kind of just do it and concentrate on the good and positive comments and good and positive uh, feedback. You know, like, you know, when people, someone, you know, someone comes up to you or messages you and they're kind of like asking questions or kind of giving you feedback. You can tell, you can tell if they come with a good intention or not. And if they don't come with a good intention, all you can do is just kind of smile kind of just accept it so that they feel acknowledged and move on because if it's not going to be helpful to you to really take what they're saying and apply it if it's not going to if it doesn't align with your values or or intentions or goals then you just kind of forget about it really like you have to because if you pay attention to that then that's going to stop you from growing
1: you just brought up something super important and i hope anybody listening caught it but that's you said you don't really know how you're preparing for it, but you just gave yourself the answer. You said the word goals. Uh-huh. And it's, that's what you have to, anybody that's listening, anybody that's just thinking, I don't care if you want to open up a surf shop in Maui or you want to open a hot dog stand that sells boots. Like, whatever you want to do in life. And I'm not belittling that. Trust me, I've seen people make a fortune on ice cubes. So there's yep. money everywhere. There's money to be made everywhere. And no, you don't have to be a lawyer that's up in a skyscraper working 36 hours a day. It's not like that. It's never supposed to be like that. So right. to those who are listening that have any kind of small little venture in mind and or even want to be an influencer, because Levi said influencer and immediately he said, but with that comes negative connotations from this group, from that group, etc. Uh-huh. What's super important and something that took me a long time to understand, trust me, it took me mental breakdowns, it took me hospitalizations and, and, and just severe depressive episodes to get to overcome that. And to this day, Levi knows, it. it's it's socially, I'm just not there anymore. Yeah. But now what I can say is one thing that helped me out is what Levi said, focus on your goals or what's your end game. Yeah. Your end game, Levi, is like you said, to influence, to do better because you've already done worse, right? You've already had let way too much time fly by before you became an entrepreneur. I'm not knocking you down. I'm saying you had, and I've, I've always said it, I said it in the first episode, you had all these qualities that could help you be a great salesperson. You had all these qualities that could help you network and, 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 and start and grow a business that could really just change your life, your family's life, et cetera. Yeah. But what was holding you back and what holds a lot of people back is what are people going to think the moment I start this? yeah everyone that's close near and dear to me because the people that surprise you the most sometimes with any kind of like dream aspiration venture uh, or step you take in a different direction it, the ones closest to you are the ones that, that are like not you right for the most part or they'll just hit you with their concerns which is mostly their just their opinion wrapped as advice and one thing i gotta say is that your end game needs to be the thing that keeps you going so you want to be an influencer if your purpose is to influence people to do better they keep on influencing. If you're just an influencer to promote some terrible notion or some terrible lifestyle, then I don't condone that. Nobody should ever condone that. And even if you do, it's none of my business, right? Yeah. But in in my business or what I do for a living, right? A lot of a lot of people in the past wanted to lecture me on why what I was doing wasn't worth it, et cetera. But I had a, a goal in mind, right? I had an end game. And yeah. I think about that end game Whenever I run into somebody that has something negative to say about anything, and and if anything, you know, Levi, you gave yourself your own answer. <laughs> you answered your own question.
0: I didn't even uh, realize that you were catching it. You didn't
1: it. even realize it, but you <laughs> caught, but I caught it, and I wanted to share it with everybody else. If you have your end game in mind, if you have your goal in mind, then you're gonna you're gonna keep keep going. You're gonna make it but you've got to remind yourself of what that end game is because like I said everybody is going to give you an opinion gift wrapped as advice mm-hmm. and if those things don't uh, promote or, or or help with what your end game is hopefully it's a positive end game then you're never going to get to where you're going because you're going to stop and you're going to open every letter that's in your path and you're never going to get to your to your goal so mm-hmm.
0: completely agree you know you
1: you say you don't cut people off and that's good. That means you have a really, really good heart. And, and, I, and I definitely appreciate and, and celebrate that. On my end, I definitely did have to take a little bit of a step back in my life. I definitely had to reassess who are the people that were kind of motivating me to, in an all-encompassing way, to improve. And who were the ones that basically just dedicate a lot of their time around me to voice their opinions on things that I didn't ask them to voice their opinions about. Right. You know, yeah. and and it's and it's just one of those things, Levi. You're you're at this point where you're just saying, now how do I keep going? And I even asked you, how are you going to keep going despite anybody coming up to you, whether you value them, whether you look up to them or not, taking that unintended sometimes negativity from somebody, yeah, and just just going. And that's all I can say is just keep your keep your goals in mind, and even with those probably sometimes negative opinions or remarks, there's something to be learned. You shouldn't knock what everybody is saying as well that's your opinion oh they they always have something they always have some good input every every tidbit of of advice every every opinion given isn't right it's probably less wrong than what you have as an opinion or it's less right you know but there's no such thing you just have to take what really resonated with you in a positive way and keep going because that's the crazy thing yeah people always uh, people sometimes always focus on the one bad thing public figure does after they saved people from Hurricane Katrina, or after they fed a million puppies, or rescued a million children somewhere, like yeah. they forget about all that when one scandal arises, or when one negative opinion arises that goes public. Yeah. And unfortunately, we as human beings, a hundred people could say, "Hey, congrats, Levi," or "Congrats, anybody else, whoever you are listening," but one person goes up to you that surprisingly somebody you look up to or you love to death and they say something negative and guess what the world is just crumbling around you now
0: right yeah no i agree man and like i really like what you said about even it kind of sounded like you were saying like there's no such thing as bad advice and i think i think that that's pretty true there's there's very little bad advice out there it's just sometimes it's not in the right context sometimes it maybe doesn't even apply to you but it reminded me of something that I heard in like a talking point once yeah that j- just take it all it's like take it all and and put it away kind of like you know put it away in a little box because maybe one day you will need that tidbit of advice for something yeah right so don't don't necessarily discard it completely but maybe in that moment or in their current circumstances like it's not gonna help you so yeah put it away put it away somewhere stash it away yeah. somewhere you never know when it'll be be useful.
1: The illustration that I like to use is like the pufferfish, I believe, and also the sea urchin. Ninety nine percent of them is like deadly poisonous, right? Or it'll just really mess you up internally if yeah. you eat them. But there's like a certain way to prepare it that the Japanese know how to do. Yeah. And they that actually becomes a delicacy. And you're like, wait, there's all of this negative stuff about the urchin and the pufferfish, but the one thing that's good is just fantastic. Yeah. And what we tend to forget with advice, and again, this isn't a podcast to talk bad about people that have given us bad advice in our eyes. It's more to say, hey, you know what?
0: Yeah, it sounds like that, but we promise it's not.
1: (laughs) It's it's not. No, we're trying to say that sometimes advice shows up or opinions show up in the form of advice that can generally be considered as negative. I'll give you an example, Levi. I've been given terrible misogynistic advice from people that I've worked with. And it's just things like, oh, if you ever get married, this is how you got to treat a woman. And it's like, well, that sounds terrible. But don't knock what they're saying from that puffer fish, from that sea urchin of advice. Right. You got to find the little little part that makes sense that turns into a delicacy. And for me, that's been okay. Now I know what not to do. Yeah. So I'm never going to do that. Thank you so much. I actually genuinely appreciate the people that go up to me and share those less than savory opinions because there's something good in there. And the good thing is that you see what they had offered as advice. You see how it's turned out for them. Mm -hmm. And you understand, you know what, to make somebody truly happy, I should never follow that. (laughs) It becomes a gem. It becomes a a, a true gem. You don't even think bad about the person. You shouldn't. You should just say, you know what, that's the way they've lived their life. I can see how it's panned out. I'm thankful that they took the time to to voice that opinion. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I can take something really, really precious out of it. And I feel like for you, when someone goes up to you and says, You know what, Levi, I don't see you as the kind of person doing this. You know what, Levi, I don't appreciate you going out and interviewing people on Instagram Reels. Right. It's like, go, Levi, go ahead.
0: Yeah, no, I was just agreeing. Yeah. I, you
1: can take it as, Oh, they're just knocking me down over and over again. They're, <laughs> they're making me feel bad about what I'm doing. They're making me, you know, they're just uh, reflecting their fears, their innermost reservations about this and and then just you know projecting them onto me and it's like well yeah i mean you can take it that way and it's okay if you did yeah you know i i understand why you would but ultimately it's like you've got to see the bigger picture and understand that there's people out there that made the time to voice their opinion to you and then right. exactly and
0: that's, that's where you can start to appreciate the, the fact that because it's hard to go up to someone and let them or kind of yeah just just approach someone and kind of tell them something that you know they might not like that that's yeah. that takes a lot of courage so like you can definitely see it from that viewpoint in, in a positive way and, and t-
1: even analyze their personality and be like wow you know what aspects of their personality has them thinking that their perhaps erroneous opinion is so right that they can approach you so fearlessly and talk to you about it and voice yeah. it so so openly and yeah. it's like Levi, why are you so afraid of approaching that private seller? Levi, why are you so afraid of approaching that mentor? Levi, why are you so afraid of approaching You're, All you've got to offer is positivity, right?
0: That's it.
1: Even if there was somebody out there that, that took the time to, to voice a negative opinion to you, and they were brave enough to do it, right? And you've got to take that, and instead of dwelling on all the pufferfish poison and all the sea urchin poison, you've got to say, man, somebody was brave enough to voice their opinion exactly so now how can i be how can i reflect that bravery or or, or see the aspects of that person's personality use it to be uh, this tenacious business person that i want to be this tenacious influencer that i want to be for the benefit of my life my family and others
0: there you go yeah i completely agree man i think that's the best best way that you can look at things because yeah like regardless of of the opinion or anything that we've been talking about if you if you really try hard enough there's always something good and even even like the worst person that you might know like there's there's it has to be because we're all human and we all i personally believe that we all have the innate ability to be good but for whatever reason sometimes you know our circumstances in life or whatever environment you name it like that starts to shape the person right and maybe as a whole like person might be really bad (laughs) but even the worst person that you can think of whoever comes to mind even they can have something positive about them or that you can take away as a positive that you could use in your life
1: exactly yeah
0: so i was just going to ask you like what would you say is like the takeaway that we want everyone to kind of remember for for this this episode
1: Basically, that there's a lot of maturing to be done at every point in life. Levi, I'm sorry to have used you as an example, but
0: <laughs> it's all good. That's saying he,
1: he had all the makings of of a good business person at such an early point in his life, and it took him this long to really find that fearlessness in trying to do his own thing. So, if you've got any kind of a shy personality, or or you or you, you have way too many fears and anxieties, it's like. You guys, there's this is super friendly and super sociable person that took a quite a bit of time to really grow that fearlessness. So it's not about it's not about like, well, I don't have it in me, so I can never do it. It's like, well, this person had it in them and he didn't do it for a while, so you're not doing anything wrong. If you didn't do it in your twenties, that's okay. If you're just nineteen years old right now and you're shy, it doesn't hurt to get to get started. Yeah. Because and, and we're not pressuring you, we're just saying if, if you can or if you think you can, even if there's a small percentage of you that thinks you can.
0: If there's a chance, like exactly. you have to take it.
1: Take it, man. Yeah. And, and if you're 30 years old right now, if you just turned 30 and you're like, well, I let all my 20s slip through my fingers and now I'm 30 years old. Or now I'm 40 and now I'm 50. It's like, okay. dude, it, don't think about one thing I always like to tell people, right? Don't think of anything that you haven't done in life as failures, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Edison took 90 something tries until he got the light bulb right yeah okay and when they interviewed him he uh-huh. was like you failed 90 something times to get there he said no i perfected my product 90 something times until i got right. to the light bulb yeah so like i learned
0: like, i learned 900 and whatever it was times of how it doesn't work <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah
1: so if you're 40 and you're like well it's been 40 years i've failed 40 years in my life and now i'm trying to get started Oh, forget this no it took you 40 years to get to the point to where you th- know you're strong enough to get there. If you're yeah. 30, same thing. If you're 25, same thing. If you're just getting started, and you're brave enough to just go out there and dive into it. Oh my God. <laughs> there's you're no. On
0: the right track.
1: Yeah, and and Levi being somebody that's getting into real estate, it's like everybody's like, when's a good time to get into real estate? There is no good time. No, that's to get in during the recession.
0: It, it there's it's always a good time.
1: It's always a good time, and it's always a good time to do anything i met this person he's an amazing dude oh my god so successful in his in his trade right Mm -hmm. makes great money all his family works in in that trade and i asked him hey like how come you haven't started your own little business dude you've got all the makings of it i see you being that person and he said oh i just don't think it's a good time and he gave me his reasons they're good they're solid reasons but ultimately it's never going to be a good time if you don't make it a good time like levi said you're letting life what would you say
0: (laughs) Like don't don't let okay life happens for you not to you that's the phrase
1: exactly and and, and that's that's the problem that we want everyone to overcome or the, the the obstacle we want everyone to overcome is stop letting life happen to you let it happen for you now is okay. not a good time it's always a good time and yeah. and, and, and Levi 26 27 years old when how old are you again.
0: Bro, I am 24. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> I turned your mustache <laughs> is 24, maybe <laughs> <laughs> my non existent mustache. No, yeah, I, I just turned 27 this year. So
1: there you go. 27 years later, Levi has this newfound just fearlessness and in, in, in getting started on real estate. He's so excited, he's so energetic about it that, that he's going out of his way to make these reels to, to educate people on things that he's excited about sharing. And he's always been the super, super friendly person. So it's like whatever age you are, whatever your fears, anxieties, and and shyness that you have, just put it to the side. Negative people are going to come into your life, but just turn that negative into a positive, and you'll always have life happening for you, not to you. You'll never be a victim of circumstance if you don't let yourself be one.
0: That was beautiful, bro. That's amazing. Thank you for for, uh, making me feel good about myself right now.
1: Oh, that wasn't my intention, but I'm glad you do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just I'm just
0: (laughs) nah bro thank you so much man I really appreciate you and thank you for taking the time to do this kind of yeah I guess you could call it accountability recording we talked about it off air how we thought it would be a good idea I think we didn't really get to talk to you much about kind of what's going on with your business this time but definitely next time I will make sure that we can do that but uh, either way I think we Definitely touched on some very good topics, some very good things to think about. And so, yeah, that's all I got to say about that.
1: Hey, I've got a gallery of anecdotes. But right now, like like we talked about, it's got to be an accountability thing for you. We're seeing this growth. We're, we're, we're mapping this growth out as it, as it goes along. And that's, that's what we want to do. And with that growth comes kind of a heads up or a public service announcement to anybody that this is somebody's journey. And whatever your journey is, you can get there too.
0: That's it. So an accountability call is literally that, like someone keeps you accountable, right? So for mm-hmm. the next, the first thing that we're going to agree to do, you and I, because we talked about it too, off air, is to do these recordings once a month. Correct. So far, we're so far so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so far so good. I mean, yeah. six weeks in, but it's still technically one month later.
0: Exactly. It's <laughs> in the same month. So next month, we'll do it again. We're gonna have the audience keep us accountable too. What's one thing though that has to do with your either your personal growth, your business, or just life in general that you that you agree to do from here to the next recording?
1: From here to the next recording, I promised myself that I would start being more grateful. And I think we'll touch on gratitude on the next episode. I love gratitude that. is imperative to personal and business growth.
0: Yeah. I like that, man. Okay. I agree to reach out and network with more people because I can, because I have the ability to, and because your network is your net worth.
1: Oh, chills. chills.
0: Literal chills. All right, man. Thank you so much for taking the time, like I said, to record this thing. And I... Continue to be excited to see what you do next. I'm looking forward to see about hashtag, what is it? Hashtag the sleeping giant. Remind me what the Find hashtag- the sleeping giant. Find the sleeping giant, yeah. Can't wait to see when that culminates. And uh, yeah, man, we'll, we'll keep talking for sure off air like we always do. And I wish you a beautiful day. Likewise,
1: Levi, and to everybody listening, stay saucy.
0: This has been a Red Bird Studio Production. We hope you've enjoyed the program.